Hello to everyone listening and welcome to the Property Insights Podcast by Select Property Group. Today I'm joined by our Investor Relationship Manager based in our South Manchester office, Nick Bremner. Thank you for joining me, Nick. Hi Amber, thank you for having me and a welcome to everyone that's joining us today. So today's podcast is going to give an overview on the UK student property market, covering the difference between purpose-built student accommodation and student houses of multiple occupancy. So Nick, to start us off, please can you clarify the difference between those two different types of student accommodation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Purpose-built student accommodation is accommodation designed, developed and managed to provide a high quality living experience for the students. It's established as one of the strongest in the student property sector And it really does appeal massively to both domestic and international students who want the best quality lifestyle when they're at university. Generally typified by a range of amenities on site, such as strong Wi-Fi, communal working spaces, gymnasiums, cinema rooms, private dining rooms, things that I couldn't possibly have imagined to have when I was (laughs) at university, certainly. Um, And they're built for purpose. They tick all the boxes for what the modern day student really looks for when they're choosing a place to live. All of this really for the investor is designed to encourage retention, drive premium rentals, encourage referrals and give them a hassle-free investment. On the other side, we have houses of multiple occupancy or HMOs as they're known in the business. So to give you a little bit of background on those, these are generally terraced houses in secondary locations and primarily residential areas. These are usually houses that are divided up into multiple bedrooms. Usually uh, people are looking to cram as many bedrooms into the property as possible as they'll maybe rent them on a room-by-room basis. They have communal kitchens, communal living areas, and usually communal bathrooms unless you're lucky and get an ensuite. So it's really a very difficult living experience for students. They'll try and accommodate as many students as possible, as I said, to drive higher yields. Usually means small bedrooms poor quality furnishings, not great living areas, and generally not a high standard of accommodation. Really, demand is changing for students from these secondary locations. They want to be in central locations near to the universities, near to everything a city has to offer. They're looking for higher quality living, better facilities. Um, And from an investor's point of view, this means less demand, Um, As the market increasingly matures and people looking for more premium options, I think also a really important um, note is that HMO licenses are are now a little bit harder to obtain. Many councils are now looking at these houses and realising that they want to free them up for residential stock because, you know, home buyers, be it families or young couples, professionals, are now being squeezed out of the market because of these investors. And also... Often HMOs are exempt from council tax because they have students living in them. Now, from a council's point of view, they're making far less revenue, hence the the real drive for purpose-built student accommodation as well. Okay, great. Thank you. So let's talk about the student property market today. I know some investors were initially quite concerned last year that this academic cycle might not be sort of as, it might not perform as well as previously. Um, as there were these assumptions that first-time students might defer their first year of study or perhaps study remotely from their family home rather than having that living in university experience. But that hasn't been the case, has it? In fact, quite the opposite. Yeah, um, it's a question I, I faced quite, I've quite faced quite a lot over the last 18 months, be it from existing investors within our business or prospective investors as well. I think the natural conclusion that people were drawn to is that due to 
people's uh, needs changing or the fact that people couldn't travel to university, couldn't take up accommodation, that people would stop coming to the UK or stop attending university, therefore less need for purpose-built student accommodation. Actually, 2020 was a a record-breaking year for purpose-built student accommodation with about 5.77 billion of investment in the purpose-built student accommodation sector in 2020. It was a similar story of resilience in the 2008 global financial crisis. We had obviously tightening job markets during that time. So there was actually more of a drive for people, young people, to go to university, defer working for a little while and get an excellent education in the meantime so that they're best prepared to, for work when things recover. And then that's led to KPMG, for instance, referring to the student property sector as largely recession-proof. And actually, it was through this financial crisis that the concept of Vita Student was born. We were looking at the markets and and what had been impacted the most, and that we identified actually the student market was the most robust and resilient in times of uncertainty. And although loads of of, so-called experts, loads of people in the market predicted that first-time students would defer their first year due to the pandemic, UK University Admissions, UCAS, reported record number of applicants for 2020-2021. And despite everything that was going on, all the uncertainty, Vita student maintained high occupancy rates, demonstrating the satisfaction of students in their accommodation, the strength of the Vita student brand, and also the overall resilience of, of the market. And I guess due to spending a lot more time at home, it's led to a lot of people reevaluating where they live, what they want from their accommodation as well, which has led to people looking at more premium options. Okay, great. And was it quite a surprise for Vita student to see such high levels of occupancy throughout the pandemic? I wouldn't necessarily call it a surprise because we knew the student market would survive and be strong. We knew the strength of of Vita student. But I think even in our wildest dreams, certainly when the pandemic first hit and we entered full lockdown, I don't think that we probably anticipated the amount of occupants we had. And I think universities were also surprised about the number of applicants. So Although we knew we'd have a a strong client base, I think we were still surprised about the the volume of people that were looking to attend university and take up accommodation. Absolutely. And as you touched on before, these purpose-built student accommodation buildings, they really are built from the ground up with a student in mind. And of course, from an investment perspective, understanding the needs of your tenants and delivering on this is ultimately what drives that high demand and retention. So continuing on then from an investment perspective, what are the key benefits of investing in purpose-built student accommodation? Yeah, it's a really good question. And uh, again, a question I get asked regularly as people are starting to become more and more familiar with purpose-built student accommodation. So one of the key aspects of purpose-built student accommodation is generally a lower capital entry, but higher rental yields. So it's generally cheaper to buy than many other types of residential property yet they have much higher rental yields due to high demand, high demand market, people willing to pay a premium for their accommodation, which means stronger rental yields for investors. I think what we've discovered over the last 10 years is that students are willing to pay a premium for a first-class living experience that offers their desired location, the aesthetic being part of a brand, and the amenities, particularly in cities that have Russell Group universities, which tend to offer a lot more from a lifestyle perspective, maybe compared to other secondary locations, secondary universities. Um, I think the key element of purpose-built student accommodation is that offers a hands-off and hassle-free experience. 
So this is, well, it's very attractive to overseas investors, but actually really attractive to domestic investors as well, because a lot of people don't want to manage properties themselves, particularly older properties that might require a little bit of renovation and a little bit of upkeep to keep them attractive. So if you invest in student property with a reputable developer, it generally means a hassle-free investment experience from completing, furnishing, tenancy, building management, looking after the tenants when they're there, hosting events to make it a better lifestyle experience for the students. Vita Student offers an end-to-end service. Sorry to just jump in here as well. Just you talking about that hands-off, hassle-free experience for investors. That would be a very different story on a sort of student um, house of multiple occupancy, wouldn't it? That's generally quite hands-on. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, I don't, I've never met anyone who has an HMO that has a management company looking after it. Generally, they'll look after it themselves. They could be quite far away from that location. You know, you've got maybe five or six people within one building to satisfy and look after, which can be challenging. People's needs are still quite strong, even in these properties. And, you know, you're looking at probably terraced houses, maybe Victorian builds that might have problems with damp. Uh, problems with electrics, gas, whatever it may be. And also you're putting the trust in the people in that building to look after those facilities, which is also not always a guarantee. So actually, yeah, yeah you can be probably more involved than you would ever want to be, whereas student accommodation or purpose-built student accommodation is exactly the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another, I guess, really, really important aspect of uh, purpose-built student accommodation is that it all, often offers rental guarantees. So generally speaking, we will offer a rental guarantee period from completion on an off-plan student property, which during the initial phases of stabilization, the initial stages of establishing the development in the market, you'll be given peace of mind and knowing that you'll receive a minimum amount of money during that period, which significantly reduces your investment risk in the early stages. And I think a really big point to note as well is generally higher retention rates. If you're meeting students' needs, if you're looking after them, giving them the best possible experience, they're more likely to stay for the the duration of their study period, which is usually about three to four years. So studies show that 75% of tenants are more likely to renew their tenancy if they know one other person in the building. And this number rises to 90% if they know two people. It's a great start for purpose-built student accommodation and again highlights the needs of great management and building an excellent community because they will refer people. And then if they refer people and their friends are staying in the building, then they will stay for longer, meaning that you've got higher occupancy and higher yields that you can drive as well. Absolutely. And this sense of community is incredibly important, especially for students um, who might be coming in from overseas, who aren't likely to know anybody in the area. So this sense of community is really important. And as you said, it's a huge priority for purpose-built student accommodation developers. So you touched on the fact earlier that renters in general, you know, across all sectors are expecting more from their homes than ever before. And that's definitely a trend accelerated by COVID-19 as we've spent more time than ever in our homes. But what do students want from their accommodation today? Yeah, you're absolutely right as well. But it's not just student accommodation. It's generally across the board as well. In residential development, people want a much higher standard of living, particularly when they're living in city centres. But today's students, I would say, demand far more than ever before. I think there was always a misconception that students will live in whatever. They don't really care about the experience. They just want to study and not pay very much for their accommodation. Completely the opposite these days. People want better location, better facilities and better management. So purpose-built student accommodation is designed with the tenant experience in mind from the outset, which is why it's established itself as such a strong student property sector. 
Uh, prompted by the uplift in demand from students choosing the sector over older style HMOs and student halls. And in Knight, Knight Frank in 2021, in their survey, they asked what were the most important factors for purpose-built student accommodation and amenities that they'd be willing to pay a premium for. So those top five were fast Wi-Fi included, which we have in all of our student developments throughout the communal areas and the bedrooms, larger bedrooms, on-site gymnasiums, 24-hour security, um, which I would say also encompasses management, um, particularly if people are traveling halfway around the world to come and stay in a place, and an on-site laundrette. So basically having everything at their fingertips and not having to go elsewhere to find that. So these amenities are proven to add value to your investment and are part and parcel of high-quality purpose-built student accommodation. By ticking these boxes, you make sure you're providing first-class living experience, encouraging retention, positive reviews, and higher demand. None of these amenities are included in traditional HMOs. Probably Wi-Fi is one of them, although most likely often the students will have to actually set that up themselves, and you don't always have fast, reliable Wi-Fi, as I know from working from home over the last year in yeah. residential areas. Um, and yeah, you mentioned it before, but I can't stress enough the importance, as you mentioned before, Amber, of the sense of community. It's such an important aspect of a student property investment and a student property development. So by creating a positive living experience, which is top priority, by holding regular events, incentives, deals with local retailers like restaurants, bars and shops so that people can enjoy the city that they're living in and career workshops and also events to encourage people to socialize and get to know who they're living with. I think this is absolutely crucial, particularly for international students who might feel isolated. And international students are an extremely important market in the UK for universities and for purpose-built student accommodations. So by doing all these things, you make them have a much more positive living experience, which they will pay a premium for, they will refer people over for, and they will stay in that place as well if they're getting all these demands met. Fantastic. I think you've covered all of the different factors, both from a tenant and investor perspective. But for people listening who might be interested in student property development, how would they go about investing and what advice do you have for them? Yeah. So again, it's a question I get asked quite a lot. Um, and I think, you know, because the student market is such a big market and there's such a high demand from a rental perspective, and there's such a, it's such a fast-growing market that it's led a lot of developers to enter that market and develop purpose-built student accommodation in primary and secondary locations, Russell Group or non-Russell Group. So my advice would always be choose to work with the right developer. Always do your due diligence on who you're working with. Make sure they have a strong track record, a history of success. Make sure that location they're developing in has the demand that they're looking for. Make sure the yields stack up for what they're predicting. And also, and again, this can't be underestimated because it's often something that you might not know straight away, is that find out who's managing the development. Often, when a developer finishes a purpose-built student accommodation development, they'll hand over the keys to a third-party management agent who'll be there to look after the development, look after the tenants, and rent the apartments. But actually, as we've mentioned before, there's a much more needed to make it a premium development and from ourselves, we do everything in-house through Vita Student, so we don't outsource anything, which allows us to host these events, it allows us to keep control and make sure that the brand standard values are upheld, and to make sure that we can create that living experience. At the same time, that third-party management company might have less investment focus. They're there to manage the building, 
They're there to make sure that it's filled every year. But are they driving strong yields? Are they driving really strong occupancy? Are they making sure that the living experience is world class? And in many cases, that's not the case. And that then management company can change to another management company. So it's hard to know who you're going to be dealing with long term. And another big thing I would point out is that I would look beyond things like rental guarantees. I would also look beyond things like buybacks, things that you'll see in the market all the time from a residential perspective as well, but mainly a student perspective. Central to a successful purpose-built student accommodation investment is a great developer, excellent management setup, and projections beyond rental guarantee. Don't be focused on what the rental guarantee is, because actually you need to look forward and see if those yields are achievable long-term. Because if they're not, then it might lead you to struggling to exit your investment. And that leads me on to exit options, which is so important. Now, for the most part, most developers or management companies won't offer an exit option. They might guarantee you a buyback, but I'm yet to see one of those happen. So really, it's important to know how you're going to sell your investment as it's an investor-only product. So you're only appealing to investors in the market. So at Select Property Group, we operate an in-house brokerage. We've resold over 500 properties for investors since we've started operating it. So when someone wants to sell and exit their investment, they approach us. We put a valuation together for it. We list it on the market and find a new buyer. And we, again, do that all in-house. So it really gives our investors peace of mind that we are holding their hand through everything and giving them an end-to-end service. Okay, great. So there's just one final thing that I'd like you to expand on. You touched on there the importance of the Vita student brand. Now, something that, as you'll know, our property consultants come up against quite a lot is um, other purpose-built student accommodation types that might not be branded. Um, And people are sort of questioning, you know, these are often cheaper in terms of um, entry point. Can you just explain the value of branded student property to both tenants and investors? Yeah, of course. Um, And, you know, it's interesting you say that there are cheaper options on the market. There absolutely are. And I think every city that we develop in, there are cheaper options in the market. And we, we don't shy away from that. For us, the importance of branding is that, firstly, no matter what location we operate in, you know, we always choose Russell Group University cities. So we always deal with premium university cities. However, whatever city we operate in, people will know, because Vita Student is a renowned brand now, that they'll get the same level of service the same level of quality, the same level of management, no matter where they go. So from a tenant's point of view, they know that they can feel comfortable. They're dealing with a top-class brand who has a huge amount of experience. But if you then talk about from an investment point of view, it's a similar principle. So for instance, if we're launching a new development, be it in York or Cardiff with our, with our newest one, they know that We've taken a lot of time to decide where we're going to develop in. We're going to make sure there's a a level of demand. And that when we complete that development, we're going to deliver on everything we've done in every previous Vita student development and make sure that everyone has that same level of quality, same level of experience, so that for the investor, we're driving high returns, we're driving occupancy, and we're driving making sure that long-term their investment is successful and viable for them. I can't underestimate the importance of branding enough because I think it's becoming really, really important in in the student and residential market. As there's more options coming on the market, people need to know that they're going to be living in a high quality environment. Okay, great. Nick, that's been a really valuable conversation and hopefully would have proven useful for people wanting to learn more about the student sector. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thanks very much, Amber. And thank you for everyone uh, for listening. 
And for everyone listening, thank you for joining us on our next podcast. If you found it useful and want to stay up to date with the property market, subscribe on your platform of choice. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.